So this episode is called, Is Bitcoin a General Partnership? And this is basically a question that Adam Back asks, right, on Twitter recently. Is, is this, is other, are other altcoins basically, are they not really decentralized? Are they more like a, a company who hasn't formally like registered with the paperwork to form a company? But they act like one. Their actions uh, act, they act like a company, even though they haven't formally declared their company. And by that admission, any kind of crypto they sell, right, might be, um, in Adam Back's case, I'm sure he thinks of them as securities. And, you know, I think there's several reasons why this is a huge trend among the Bitcoiners. And it's an observation that has really gone unnoticed by a lot of people. And I would caution these Bitcoiners that they're making enemies everywhere. And when my enemy's enemy, sorry, (laughs) what's the phrase? My enemy's enemy is my friend. So all of these cryptocurrencies compete, right, for market share. And my, my enemy's enemy is my friend. Basically, this line suggests that if you have a common enemy in the Bitcoiners, if all these other altcoins are being attacked by the Bitcoiners, they have a common enemy. And they have a reason to come together for at least this one goal of crushing these Bitcoiners. And I think that it's really telling that the Bitcoiners are going full force and coming out against other cryptos. It's an admission that they're scared. It's an admission Bitcoin has failed. This is an admission that Bitcoin is struggling, right? They go on the attack of other altcoins. And the, they do so under the guise that they're protecting other investors, that these investors um, incorrectly assume that other cryptocurrencies are just as good as Bitcoin, that other cryptocurrencies um, can offer the same rewards as Bitcoin, right? Can offer the same moral compass as Bitcoin. And, you know, not only do these Bitcoiners give away, right, the fact that they are scared shitless of other cryptocurrencies, um, they also, it also un- undoes their moral foundation, their, their basic libertarian principles, which say the free market should be able to pick the best cryptocurrencies out there. If Bitcoin's the best, the free market will choose Bitcoin. There's no need right, to involve the government, to involve the legal system in, in you know, protecting Bitcoin. And what we see time and time again is Bitcoiners running to government, asking for protection to make Bitcoin a monopoly, to make Bitcoin the only, only cryptocurrency that should exist. And we see this with, with likes of Saifedean, um, Jimmy Song. Uh, these people want the SEC to rule, right? To rule by government decree that other cryptocurrencies are securities and Bitcoin's not to advantage Bitcoin, right, to to harm other cryptocurrencies. 
now we have Adam back saying uh, what I've been saying for over a year and a half, which is that these DAOs, these decentralized autonomous organizations, are basically like little companies that aren't registered. They all have a common goal. They're all selling securities, right? They can all be liable. Um, now he's saying that, yes, that's true. Where was he in the beginning? Uh, and again, the the common the commonality of these Bitcoiners is that everything applies to these other alt- altcoins or cryptocurrencies, but they don't apply to Bitcoin. Securities laws apply to other altcoins or cryptocurrencies, but of course they don't apply to Bitcoin. This idea of a general partnership, this idea that even if you don't register yourself as a company, these DAOs, right? These are these these loosely uh, grouped people who come together for the common purpose of promoting their altcoin or doing whatever service they're doing in a decentralized way, right? DeFi on Ethereum, launching a project, but no one's supposedly in control. No one is supposedly responsible. No one is issuing the asset, right? This idea of deflecting responsibility. There's no company to sue. There's no one person to fall back on. This idea that these people are operating a general partnership, which a general partnership is basically a a blanket way to say, these people are acting like a business and and they're responsible for what happens with their products. And let's just say cryptocurrency is their product. Um, They are responsible in, in, in a way for any unlawful behavior, for any fraud that might occur. Right for any selling of some crypto that might be considered an equity-like instrument or a security, right? These there's someone ultimately responsible, and the the fact that these people didn't jump through the hoops to register this entity that does exist, it does exist in the real world, but they just haven't registered it, or they haven't but they got the blessing of the government, right? This thing exists, right? And even though. Uh, they haven't formally filed paperwork or paid the taxes for their entity or, you know, told, told, you know, the state that they operate in, who they are, gotten sort of approval, registered it with the government. The fact that they haven't done that doesn't mean that, that what they're doing as a business doesn't exist. So, so, so the people that want to say that you can do something in DeFi land, pray to Dow, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to operate under the same rules, right? That other corporations or other businesses or other LLCs have to operate under where they pay taxes. They do this and that. There's all kinds of rules about forming a corporation and, and the minutes that maybe you have to do and all the paperwork you have to disclose maybe to, to some state government. Well, they're basically ignoring all that. But what this idea of labeling all these entities as like some kind of general partnership is, is that if you're not going to formally declare a structure of your entity, of this business arrangement that you're doing with other people for the goal of creating a profit for yourselves, right? If you're not going to formally declare a structure, the government is going to give you a default structure and they're going to call you a general partnership. So there's reasons why people choose to form different business structures because they provide different trade-offs. You know, an LLC, probably a lot of people have heard about that. That's to limit your liability, right? To keep your personal assets separate from a corporate entity that you choose to create. Well, if you don't do that, <laughs> if you don't create a separate entity and go through those hoops, 
the government will label your personal assets as fair game for supporting this general partnership that exists without structure. And in my opinion, that's correct. That's fair game. But a lot of these crypto bros think that the laws don't apply to them, that they can create an entity that's quote unquote decentralized. Again, there's that word again. I talked about this previously, who, what this word means nothing. It's a fuzzy word to deflect. It's a fuzzy word for crypto people to say, I'm not responsible and no one is, right? It's just this word to deflect. But ultimately the courts can impose a structure on you, whether you like it or not. And what they're doing, they're not doing something crazy. They're not doing something that's, you know, uh, fascist, whatever you want to call it. They're doing, they're looking at the real world and they're observing this behavior of this entity, this DAO, right? People want to call them a DAO. That's fine. They're observing what this thing does. And they're saying, this looks like a general partnership because they haven't registered as any other type of business. And so we have to treat this entity as this default basic type business, which really makes sense because a general partnership doesn't have limited liability. So, and that's because they never created a formal entity, right? They don't want to separate themselves, their personal assets from this business that they're a part of. Um, now, my problem with Adam Back calling every other cryptocurrency project sort of a general partnership, <laughs> which, you know, if you've been around the space for a while, hopefully you've known this is a legal risk of DAOs and that if you own any kind of at least governance token of any of these DAO-like entities, you could be on the hook. You're liable for potential hacks, lawsuits, right, of any of these DAOs. Now, it's my opinion that the people that, that are more managing members of these DAOs will have more liability. If I was a judge, you know, on a court, I would basically say, look, some of these people are more passive. Some are obviously more managing. I would hold these people that are more managing more responsible. Uh, that's just how I personally do it. But in theory, I would technically allow any lawsuit from, you know, Anyone who, who lost money in this DAO, right, maybe it got hacked, I would allow any, any lawsuit to go through from anyone who is associated with this DAO as far as having, quote, quote unquote, an equity-like ownership in the DAO. And that could be like having more than, you know, 5 or 10% of the governance token, um, earning a lot of fees, earning the most fees through these liquidity pools. Uh, writing the code, managing the code. I would even consider those people to be more managing uh, uh, people. Um, so, but technically I would allow anyone to sue anyone because I would treat this as anyone who holds a governance token, right? Liquidity pool token of this decentralized like entity is ultimately responsible for any losses, losses that come um, upon this gal. And if you can prove you're a victim, I would let you sue anybody you could identify that was associated with this DAO. The problem is, is that it's funny that Adam Back is throwing stones, right? Does he not realize that the biggest general partnership there is in the entire crypto space, you know, is Bitcoin? <laughs> What's super funny 
is that the Bitcoiners want to throw all this shade right onto other projects, and yet they are the biggest example <laughs> of all of this. This is the kettle calling the pot black. And in my opinion, every other cryptocurrency has an incentive to align with every other cryptocurrency project that's not Bitcoin uh, to defend themselves against these Bitcoiner attacks, right? Because my friends, uh, my enemy's enemy is my friend, right? So while all these projects are technically competing, there, there are, there is a war forming, right? There is this war of Bitcoin people against everyone else. Um, and in my opinion, the Bitcoiners are walking a very fine line. They need to be very, very careful because anybody with half brain can figure out what it is that they're doing. And that is they are scared of other cryptocurrencies. And now they're, they're abandoning their principles of free market libertarianism. They're now running to the state, right, to for legal powers that they say, you know, they often say code is law. We don't need the legal system, but yet they want to label these other crypto, you know, cryptocurrency projects as DAOs. They want them to be liable. They are saying if you are part of another cryptocurrency like Uniswap, a DAO like Uniswap, and you own a significant chunk of Uni, the token, the governance token, or you own, you know, a significant, you have a significant uh, presence in the you know, asset, um, sorry, liquidity pools, you're earning significant fees. You are a developer with Uniswap. You're working on the code, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're, you're managing these, these uni, maybe governance tokens for somebody else on someone else's behalf. You're voting, right? This delegation, Adam back is saying you should be sued. You should be liable for any kind of hack. That's a direct attack on your project. And in my opinion, these Bitcoiners, are seriously overstepping and overplaying their hand because everything that they accuse other people of doing, you can accuse them of doing. Again, Bitcoin is the biggest DAO, they're the biggest decentralized autonomous organization. There's no structure in Bitcoin, but it operates like a massive, massive company that has the same goal, right, of, of make Bitcoin number go up, make profits for everyone that holds Bitcoin, right, they're operating as a common entity and it doesn't matter that they haven't registered anywhere as a company. You could say that they're doing the same except same thing they accuse other people of doing except bigger, except longer, right? But they do the same exact thing. And you know, this, this latest tweet from Adam back saying that DAOs are general partners and they're you know, people involved in them are liable is the same attack of, you know, the Jimmy Songs and the Safedeans of the world saying that the SEC should go after every single cryptocurrency project except Bitcoin and label them as a security and, and get them on the hook for unregistered security violations, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will just comment as an aside here that having your cryptocurrency be labeled as security doesn't really mean the end of your cryptocurrency. Maybe it has some bad effects, but why is this treated like life or death to these crypto projects? I mean, I guess losing a listing on Coinbase is kind of life or death to them. But, um, but I mean, if Bitcoin were to be labeled as a security, I think Bitcoin would still survive. Maybe it would go down in price, right? But it would still survive. Um, 
I think, you know, so I've been talking about this for a while. I've been noticing the Bitcoiners attacking other projects for a while. And I have to bring up this Peter Schiff podcast where at the end of it, he describes this very well. It's a great line that he has. I linked it in the description. Um, but it's an admission that basically Bitcoin has failed as a project. Whenever they have to go to government, right, to enforce a monopoly, they want they want other cryptocurrency projects not to exist, right? They have they have shown their hands. They can't rely on the free market. I've been talking about this for over a year and a half. Bitcoiners are increasingly running to government, right? Because organic adoption isn't happening enough for them or it's not happening fast enough for them. They want legal tender Bitcoin in different countries, even the U.S. They want states to start mining Bitcoin. They want cities to start mining Bitcoin. They are doing this in certain cities using taxpayer dollars to mine Bitcoin. The idea is that Bitcoin in the beginning was supposed to be this libertarian project, this, this project that didn't need government, didn't rely on government, and especially didn't rely on taxpayer money to fund Bitcoin mining right, or buy Bitcoin. But now all the Bitcoiners are talking about state adoption. So before they were talking about how other cryptocurrencies need to be um, stomped out of the market, right, through the SEC or through some other mechanism, legal, the legal, you know, legal avenue of calling all these things general partnerships where they could be liable. Uh, before they were doing that, they were talking about legal, you know, legal tender Bitcoin and how states should be buying Bitcoin as a quote unquote reserve asset or, or pension, public pension should be buying Bitcoin. They want public dollars to buy Bitcoin. This tells you they've completely abandoned their original philosophy, right? Where Bitcoin was meant to be voluntary. It wasn't meant to be put on people by force. Legal tender laws of Bitcoin is basically forcing people to accept Bitcoin, at least in a court of law, for some kind of judgment, right? Or, or, or you know, in theory, if Bitcoin was legal tender, the tax man would have to accept Bitcoin, right, for, for taxes. This is by force. They're changing their opinion about government. They're now lobbying for Bitcoin politicians, right, Bitcoin-friendly politicians. Uh, they uh, control, you know, while they're trying to pass bills, that say the CFTC should have more control over Bitcoin than the SEC. Um, they're influencing government. They're, they're looking for power. And in my opinion, all the other cryptocurrencies need to rise up against these Bitcoiners. If I, you know, I, I think that they've had enough of these Bitcoiners. I think that they're, you know, the entire cryptocurrency industry without Bitcoin is way more powerful than just these Bitcoin bros. And maybe they need to, um, take their power out for a spin. Um, what I can't stand are these Bitcoiners thinking that they have the moral high ground, the legal high ground above any of these other, other um, projects. And while I tend to be bearish on the entire space, I'm more bullish on other new cryptocurrencies that might be invented than I am of Bitcoin. And I truly despise the Bitcoin maxis over any other cryptocurrency person uh, in general, because they, they think that they have a moral right to uh, for Bitcoin to be the only crypto. They think that they have a legal right now uh, calling other, you know, cryptocurrencies scams and general partnerships now, which could be, you know, make them liable uh, and saying that Bitcoin isn't under the same rules. Um, these Bitcoiners, the more that they, describe their cryptocurrencies as securities, the more Bitcoin looks like a security. And the, the harder they're going to 
the harder it is, um, in my opinion, going to be for them to defend their own Bitcoin <laughs> as a commodity narrative, right? Which obviously is not a commodity. Um, but, you know, the cryptocurrency industry used to work together, right? Now, there was always Bitcoiners that didn't like Ethereum, but they didn't they didn't attack them in front of the government, right? They didn't they never claimed that the SEC should regulate away Ethereum, right? Or should call it a security. They didn't used to do that until now. And the question you have to ask yourselves, yourself, right, is why? And I think they're scared. I think they're scared of other altcoins. I think they secretly deep down know that other people are going to constantly be, be looking for um, other cryptocurrencies to get rich from, because that's why you would buy Bitcoin is to get rich. That's why you would buy a cryptocurrency is to get rich. And I do think that uh, the Bitcoiners really show their weakness when they use the power that they said they would never use, like the state, to try to enforce a monopoly around, um, around Bitcoin. All right, I'm going to end this here and, and join a different room. Um, so thanks for listening.